My son has gone missing. Nicholas Sheff, S-H-E-F-F. There's no one by that name, sir. There are moments that I look at him, this kid that I raised, who I thought I knew inside and out, and I wonder who he is. I thought we were close. I thought we were closer than most fathers Wait, and sons. Yeah. Why? I felt better than I ever had, so I just kept on doing it. This oh, isn't us. Fun. This is not who we just are. Kidding. My son is out there somewhere, and I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how to help him. You can't. I don't feel like I have a disease. This isn't like cancer. This is my choice. I put myself here. Hello. And welcome to the Martini Scale, where we talk movies over martinis. And provide our perspective on what is and isn't worth watching. We are three friends who all love film, so the goal with the show isn't to critique every detail, but to give you an honest perspective of what our experience was like when watching something. And perhaps, more importantly, how drunk you need to be to enjoy it. I'm Sean. I'm Natalie. And I'm Lena. And we have a special guest joining us again today. Sure do. It's me, Jahan. Jahan Joe. He's back. Hi, Jahan. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me again. Yay. So for those of... It was such a pleasant experience. It was such a pleasant experience. We wanted to have you back. Um, For those that did not yet listen to the Bird Box Quiet Place episode, which you don't want to miss, so please make sure you check that out. Um, Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an entertainment professional. I work at a major motion picture studio. Mm. I'm also a stand-up comedian. Ooh, that's exciting. That is exciting. I love stand-up comedy. uh, Me too. Yeah. Are you going to be funny on this episode? (sighs) We're going to try. We're we're talking about one of the funniest movies of the year. It is definitely my favorite comedy (laughs) that I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. All right, guys. um, Before we get started with our episode today, do you know what time it is? No. What time is it? It's time for our review of the week. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. Look at us. So, yeah, we're getting reviews. Pretty exciting. Um, In case you guys don't know, we talk about it like 10 times every episode, but Apple cares about reviews, ratings, and downloads. It all factors into how well our show does. So we would appreciate it if you could take a moment, open up your Apple Podcast app on your phone, or go to iTunes on your computer, look for our show, click five stars, and then type something nice. And if it's really nice, we're going to read it on a future episode. Cool? Oh, that sounds nice. I love this. All right. So this week, our review comes from Andrew Neal, and he says, pour me another one. This podcast is delightful. The episode on the favorite is, well, my favorite so far. But each episode is a compelling cocktail of insight, irreverence, and intoxication. Highly recommended. And can't wait to hear what movies they discuss next. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That's so sweet. I love it. Thanks, Andrew. So we'll be reading a review each episode. Are we excited about that? Yeah. Really excited. you got to keep them coming in. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to do this segment. I know. I know. Um, While you're at it, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us over at The Martini Scale. It's really easy. Can't miss us. Natalie, what is the film we're discussing today? Uh, We're talking about Beautiful Boy. We, you know, we're attracted to the idea of seeing this movie because... I think a lot of us are fans of Timothy Chalamet. Who? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I, I'll talk to you. My husband. You don't know who that is? I'm not sure. I haven't Timothy heard of Chalamet. Chalamet? What else has Chalamet he done? Chalamet and Chill. What has he done? Uh, it's this little movie called Call Me By Your Name. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard of that. We did oh, a whole yes. crazy episode on that one. Yes. The Love Fest. Probably our craziest episode yes, to date. It was a love fest. All right. We are discussing Beautiful Boy today. Um, it's a 2018 biographical drama. Um, it was directed by Felix. Oh fuck! Why didn't I practice this first? Can someone help me out here? What's Felix the? Dr- I don't even know. Felix Van Groningen. Groningen. 
Groningen. Groningen. Groningen. Here's some comedy. We have started <laughs> drinking, if you can't tell. Um, Felix Groningen. Felix Groningen. I like Van that. Groningen. Felix Van Groningen. Van Groningen. Van Groningen. Van Groningen. Felix you say VG. it like that, then it just sounds like mm-hmm. it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, Felix, Felix Van, Van Groningen. Van G. Groningen. Felix Gran Bonagret. No. <laughs> so we have butchered his name, but it's his English language feature debut, probably for the best. Um, the screenplay was written by Luke Davies and... Van um, Groningen. Yeah. Felix. Felix. Um, it's based on the memoirs of Beautiful Boy, A Father's Journey Through His Son's Addiction by David Sheff and Tweak, Growing Up on Methamphetamines by Nick Sheff. It stars Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet, Maura Tierney, and Amy Ryan. And it deals with the strained relationship between a father and his drug-addicted teenage son. Natalie, I have a feeling this is going to require a lot of alcohol, so tell us what we're drinking today. So this doesn't really have too much of a theme to do with Beautiful Boy. I just kind of was trying to come up with concepts of martinis to drink to get through this conversation about this movie. And wanted to get to a happy place. And I find that my happy place is summertime. Oh, by yes, a beach, yes. preferably, and maybe with like an Aperol spritz in my hand. Interesting. Yeah, yeah an it does have a very spritz. orangey. Uh, so I made an Aperol martini for us to drink this evening. Okay. How do we all like it? It's delicious. It's quite yeah? delicious. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. like the, the little orange peel. Yeah, in I did there. a little orange twist in there. Did you do the little um, rub the rim? I did. I rubbed the rim. She rubbed the rim. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I would say too, this is right up there with my, the first martini that Lena made for us in one of the, I don't remember which episode it was, but it's very strong. Oh, oh yeah, it is very strong. So. Oh, because I made, I just made a straight up dirty martini. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this, all is, about this is comparable to no that. sweetness. Yeah. So we Good. just want to give you guys a heads up. There will be spoilers. So if you've not seen the film yet, you should do that before you listen to this, or you should just not care because we're gonna Talk we're gonna give everything. some stuff away. Yes. Um, let's get started with some of our favorite scenes. It's kind of a weird question because I don't know if there's maybe, memorable can, scenes. I can think I it's... ask one question that maybe we can start with? Yeah, I'd love to. Is there something about the trailer or this particular story that made you guys want to see the movie? I guess it's what brought you into seeing this movie. Jahan? Steve Carell in a dramatic role. That gets you? Interesting. I like it. I mean, he's... I did not see Foxcatcher. Oh, wow. That was great. I know. I can't remember another dramatic film that he's done. I was drawn to it. Plus, you know, I knew it was going to be intense. And I like a good dramatic film. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Lena? Well, Timothy Chalamet for me. I want to see him do everything. Um, and he, it, it looked like it was going to be a very dramatic time for him, and I wanted to see that. Consi- coming from Calling By Your Name, which is a very happy, lovey story, this is very depressing and gets a lot of feelings going about that whole drug addiction, things that people are going through now the relationship with your parents because of that. It's just very different from that to see him do something else. Mm-hmm. Sean? Yeah, I agree. I think um, for me, obviously, Timothy Chalamet was a big draw. I would also say that um, we can talk about this more later. I'm not a huge fan of Steve Carell. Um, there was something about the trailer, and Lena, I think you alluded to this in the Call Me By Your Name episode that we did, but there's something about Timothy's career trajectory that feels very Leo DiCaprio to me, and this felt to me through the trailer like it was going to be a very like leo-esque performance similar to like the basketball diaries 
um, where he played, I think, a very similar role. I think that was Cynthia, but I remember Was it Cynthia? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, But, like, yeah, so, like, I was really interested to see him dive into something incredibly dramatic for, like, the second time most people have seen him on screen, and I think that he he did a really good job in this. Yeah, definitely. Great. Were there particular scenes that... What about you, Natalie? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I definitely... This story of a father and son kind of navigating this really difficult subject is kind of interesting to me. Um, And I am a big fan of Timothy and really just by the trailer, you can tell how much he puts himself into this role. And I knew that this was going to give us this sort of fly on the wall look at this life and what people are dealing with when maybe we don't have like a full view of what some of the situations are that these people are dealing with and kind of the severity of what it looks like. I think it's so easy to throw our suggestions when we hear of situations like this and drug use and parents and styles of how to deal with this that it's like as an outsider it's like oh well I think you should maybe do this or try this or maybe you're being too hard or you're being too easy and it's I this movie made me realize like how a, a look inside of how difficult all of these decisions and steps are. So I I don't know. I kind of wanted to get a little bit of that view and appreciate Timothy in this role. So yeah. and I I enjoy Steve Carell. So I didn't that didn't draw me to it. But you know, it was something I was curious to see. For me, Steve Carell, I'm actually. I'm like, I'm rooting for him. I mean, I think that he's a talented actor. I don't happen to enjoy him particularly, but I definitely recognize his talent. And I'm still, this almost got me there. I'm still waiting for him to have that like moment for me where I'm like, I fucking love Steve Carell. Yeah. This got me closer to that than anything ever has before. For me, he'll always be Michael Scott. It's hard for me to not think about that. I was drawn to the hardcore drug usage in this movie. We figured. figured. That's why we invited you, actually. I really thought of it more as an educational tool to find out how far I could really draw the line before. Well, and you're going to be talking about some of your experiences later in the episode, right? Perfect. Cool. (laughs) As he drinks his martini. I know. I did think, I was like, is it inappropriate that we're drinking martinis through this movie in subject manner? We should have had, like, soda water or something. Too late. Um, were there scenes that stood out to anyone? I would say, um, I mean, it's in the trailer, and it's definitely what sold me on like Timothy playing this part um, was them in the diner having yeah. this conversation, and like just I the emotion that is just pouring out of Timothy in that situation that you just feel so terrible for him. You know that this is. A disease and he's not consciously making these choices like I feel like he's stuck and he doesn't know how to get out of it either and you know watching the parent try and help and how frustrating that is that you just want to be able to have an answer or a solution to help and you're they're sitting right in front of you and you still can't help it's a really powerful hard scene to watch and then it's closer to the end when Timothy kind of realizes that it's like, okay, I do need to ask for help. And he calls his dad after the girl overdoses and, and she gets taken him. away and he won't help him. And yeah. it's the pain that Steve Carell is feeling in that moment. Cause he still doesn't even know if this is the right way to help his son is mm-hmm. by not giving him the help because he's bailed him out every time. And you've 
maybe that is an answer of like they've got to hit rock bottom and they've got to figure out how to get them out themselves. It's just so fucking hard to like figure out what is the best way out of this. So, I mean, I feel like, again, this is such a hard movie. Yeah. And it's like they're not enjoyable scenes to see. Yeah. Um, they, but they felt so real that that's, I felt like those were my favorite scenes. So what I think is really interesting is that this Oscar season, you have two films about addiction that really couldn't be more different, right? So you have The Star is Born, mm-hmm. which that really is still the underlying theme of the, right. the movie, right? And then this. And to your point, saying, like, how are they going to make that, like, entertaining or, like, enjoyable or whatever? Like, they somehow found a way to still entertain me and make a film enjoyable with The Star is Born, whereas mm-hmm. with this, there was nothing about this where I was like... I think they also, like, romanticized addiction sure. and yeah. a star sure. is born yeah. and wrapped up in this persona of this is just what comes along with this fame star. and rock star and whatever sure. and made that look a certain mm-hmm. way and made it look more appealing where this was the more like realistic what people are right. actually dealing with yeah yeah and the amount of times that you have to go into rehab and ugh. So what you're saying is A Star is Born basically sends the wrong message to today's youth, and that's why no one should go see it, but that's Probably. a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, that's close. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, standout scene, um, obviously the finale where they're both on the bench. I believe that's the last mm. scene of the movie. Um, and it's just painfully slow, and Timothy just begins crying, and, and Steve, and it's kind of like the resolution of the movie. I mean, that... Obviously, it was a very powerful Oscar-winning moment for uh, Timothy Chalamet if he's nominated. Yes. Um, well, they haven't Golden announced Globes. nominations Golden yet. Globes. Golden Globes. Globes. Was he nominated um, for Golden Globes? Yes. Mm-hmm. A scene that also stuck out with me, I actually don't remember perfectly the context, but a scene, a scene that stuck out with me was um, Steve Carell's on the phone, and he walks outside, and he, I believe he's on the phone with... Um, the mom. hospital, the oh. mom, oh, it's with I his mom so. that the son is overdosed again. And he he's just in such agonizing pain, but it kind of looks like he was constipated the whole time. And <laughs> um, I think that's really just a testament of... Method acting. That's a testament of Steve Carell's dramatic acting. Is I think, think he, he thinks that if he... Yeah, I think that he thinks that if he looks constipated, it's the same as... Crying. Um, yeah. Being pain upset. or drama. I think that's my biggest problem with Steve Carell is that like I, there's something about again Michael Scott. No one else could have done that role. Like he's perfect in it. But like when I watch him in dramatic scenes like that, I he, don't feel no it doesn't yeah. feel genuine. And like yeah. even his acting, a little bit acting. like he's acting. And even in his eyes, he can't show it. Like I it's think he's not... trying really hard. Well, that's like I see it, but that's what we're saying. <laughs> I know. I say it's... that, I say that, but I do, I actually am the contrarian here. I do believe that he's a strong dramatic actor. I really enjoyed him in this movie, but um, maybe it's because I think my own dad kind of looks like Steve Carell. So. Oh. oh, interesting. I mean, I I did believe I bought into a good amount of Steve Carell in this movie, but I do see what you're saying a little bit, where it's like, okay, it seems like you're acting and it's not mm-hmm. quite... Where everything from Timothy feels like it's just seeping out of his pores. Like it's totally him and it feels natural and genuine to the character. Whereas Steve still feels like he's acting in some of those situations. Some of it worked and I think some of it did flow, but I don't think that all of it was. Now that you mentioned the the nomination award season stuff, it's actually really fascinating to me that based on what you just said, because I agree Mm -hmm. with you. 
Timothy is nominated for supporting in this film, which I think is really interesting. And I'm curious to see, they'll probably do the same thing with the Oscars, but I'm pretty sure for Golden Globes, he was nominated as Best Supporting Actor. Because he I supports feel like Steve Carell. Yeah. co-stars. I don't feel like... But I think that no Steve Carell would be nominated for lead if he as was he nominated should. for this film. As well, should. true. I do feel but like... But I would say Timothy... Well, first of all, he's not going to get nominated, so... I don't. He probably won't, but no. maybe just like screen time and amount of lines and stuff. It was more. I feel like it was a little bit more skewed to like the, dad the dad's theory. journey to like help his son and yeah. find his son, and yeah. more so than it was. Maybe I don't I know. Do see, I, I do see that. I should say that I am a casual fan of The Office, so I don't have that um, ingrained image of Steve Carell's character in in the office so i can i feel like i have a little bit more of an open perspective as to steve carell as a dramatic actor timothy on the other hand to me i felt just was a there was like a lot of snot i felt like there was a lot of snot (laughs) and he's like if i just drool and cry and snot then you need to watch yourself right now because you're in between two of his fan club members so i mean i'm sure you guys really does let it go lick up that snot you have to let it go it's coming out. You but, can't stop and i got to wipe my nose now. It's just coming out. I know, but, you know. And he probably I mean, doesn't have a lot of feeling in his face from all the drugs, so he might not feel it dripping down. But do drug addicts, like, cry like that? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think they're, like, like, hysterical, and so some yeah. people, you know, that can manifest guess, their tears. Yeah, like, or... from my uh, experiences watching Intervention, it does mm-hmm. seem like... <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. But I do, do watch a lot of it. Like, the emotions are like an anger and sadness are like to the extreme yes. level when you're on this just from watching that. Yes. And so he nailed it in that sense. It again, it felt very, it felt genuine. I don't know if like other people watch it and be like, I don't know. That's not Do you think how... he watched a lot of intervention for like prep work? I mean, I think he did. I think he should. And I think, he, I mean, one would think that you would want to watch yeah. what, the responses and yeah you don't watch it no you should see it Uh, i won't like willingly subject myself to television that's like depressing people's life i just i'd rather watch like it's more like an awareness of like what is going on in people's lives and And like how them and like you watch them inject themselves ignorance is bliss i prefer to live in that state thank you true so we talked about what worked well what did you what would you say did not work well in this film i'll go first okay what I had a lot of trouble with this in this movie was the way, um, I guess, timeline. I'm not sure what the right term for this would be, but the way that it was jumping back and forth between... It was a nonlinear. The pres- yes. It was nonlinear. I, I had trouble sometimes following, like, at what point in the storyline was he in rehab? Was he out of rehab? Was this before the drug use? So, And maybe I just wasn't fully, in like, there because um, I was high. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> I completely uh, agree with no, you. I'm I feel kidding, but... just like on the last episode with you when we were talking about Bird Box, I kind of did follow along when they were jumping around. I don't know I, how, I just had a little bit of trouble. But this one I couldn't yeah. figure it out yeah. either. I didn't know where where he was, if they went back too far. If they, I just couldn't figure well, it out. Well, I think it was confusing too because there were certain moments where Timothy's character was played by like a younger kid. Right. And so that was like a very clear delineation between right. like, okay, we're clearly in the past, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But then there were some like pre-college, high school, mm-hmm. and that because Timothy didn't look any different. And he carried the same backpack yeah. throughout all of it. So I couldn't, he never oh, got a new backpack. I didn't that. So I didn't know 
is he older now? Is it the same? Mm-hmm. I guess it didn't look too closely at the backpack either. If it yeah. was more like used or more new, I don't know. Because there was no like physical yeah. indication yeah. of the timeline, no. it was kind of hard to. Do you feel? Do you feel like if the story had been told linear, do you think that you would have enjoyed it more or? been more attached or what do you feel like would have been different with your experience with it yeah maybe yeah maybe i think if it was a little more linear i mean i'm i like a good flashback every now and then or um like the the scenes with the young son young timothy was very powerful i thought you know sends the message that um he was innocent once upon a time yeah and that's his little boy um but i think yeah there was that like we were saying just when because it's like the timeline was maybe, I don't even know, five years or something. It's, like, not significant enough to know when yeah. it may have helped to have been a little more. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good point. When you're telling yeah. flashback stories that are not that far back in the past, it's, like, is it necessary to dive into flashbacks that often? Like, I don't know. You could tell it more linearly and it could still mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you effect. use a flashback to kind of explain why they're, this is what they're talking about something, and then it goes back to that, and then you're like, okay, great, but then we're back. Like you go back and you're like, oh, this is, fills in that gap. I also but remember when you're too jumping. It's based on two books, right? That they had yes. to cram in like yes. a lot of story, and yeah. I also wonder like, one is written by the dad, and one is written by, by the, the son. son. Interesting. So that you're getting both perspectives in this movie in one. But I wonder if, as a screenwriter, mm-hmm. and I'm not one, so I can't like I'm not necessarily critiquing this, but is that a lazy way of storytelling when you use flashbacks to tell a story as opposed to just spreading it out you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i think they would argue that it's a profound way of storytelling is it i'm not sure maybe i think it it certainly makes things more difficult because it's you want to make sure that you're not confusing people and that hopefully when people are telling a story in a non-linear fashion and jumping you know time that you're not doing it just to be a creative asshole but you're doing it to because it actually helps the story so i'm trying to think of like what the meaning is of doing these flashbacks in this movie is it because typically people who go to rehab and have addiction issues are going back a lot so you're we're feeling the repetitiveness of this story and that there's really no you know a to z in this i don't know i was trying to figure out what's the benefit of this it kind of like muddies the water of this whole experience because it's so heartbreaking and terrible that it's just all I don't know. Yeah. Everything's all over the place during this time. I feel like it could have been shorter. Um, Maybe it's just because it was so torturously hard to watch at at times. But it just felt to me like, and again, I know it was based on two books. And so they had a lot of story to cram in. But I still felt that there were a lot of like repetitive moments for me. Like when I think about the movie, all I can remember is like, I feel like I spent the entire movie watching Steve Carell look for him. Like that to me is like what sticks out. So I think that I don't know if they could have told it any differently, but it just felt like it was just so long. And like, it was like, okay, we know this isn't going to end well. Can we just get to the end? Yeah. I do kind of wish they would have, like, I don't know how much of the dad's book and how much of the kid's book Mm -hmm. was in it. It seemed more of the dad's book. Yeah. Like it was more focused on dad, but it would be interesting. I haven't read the book. Mm -hmm. It's called Tweak. But, um... To see how much more maybe in depth it got on the things that he was like going through, like when he first started doing it, like then how often and who was there, and like I don't know, mm-hmm. just like maybe just more of the journey through that of the beginning of that 
Because once you're addicted, you're addicted. But... Well, I also thought it was kind of annoying that they did like the whole like him having a joint was like his entry to drug addiction. I, well, they say it's the gateway drug. They do I say that, I but guess like, I I've didn't, never... I didn't look at... The, it's funny that you say that. I didn't look at that as they're using this as the example of the gateway drug. I looked at it as you've got different parenting styles of people who are like, you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to do drugs, da 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 And if you're like super strict, a lot of times kids sure. go the complete opposite way, that. and that's when they go off the rails. And so my perspective of like great parenting is that the idea of like if you're open with your kids they're open with you that maybe you'll have this communication with each other that they can be honest with things that are going on in their life honest with the things that they're experiencing and maybe this won't be an issue that you're dealing with again this is just completely my generalization of like what i think is a good way to move forward i don't discount that and at so all. me with them showing the scene and him smoking a joint with him was that parenting style of like not like I'm going to be the cool dad and we're going to smoke joints all the time. It wasn't that. It was like, okay, this is something different, yeah. but I'm going to share it with you so that we can have this open line of the communication. Maybe... And it's not this crazy. You can't do any of this stuff. Sure. And so it was interesting to me that it's like, wow, this is the version of parenting I've always thought was like a good way to go. And things still went fucking haywire anyway. So it's just... Yeah. To me, that's what I took from the scene. I didn't take it as that was a gateway But if drug. you're going to have that scene in the film, which I have to believe serves some sort of purpose, otherwise they would have cut it, right? Maybe have Steve Carell's character then in that moment be like, have some sort of look or have some sort of awareness of like, is this a bad decision? Like, I just I just felt like it was just like another scene in the movie. Like, it, I don't well, know I what the I felt like he was, was like questioning whether or not he should be doing this with him. And Did, I think he really kind though? of, yeah. I didn't And then that. he gave in because he, he was resisted at first and then kind of gave into it a little bit. Um, so I think, to me, I think that that was the message I took from it was that versus that it's a gateway drug. And also, I think... And now that I'm thinking about this other scene, when he literally does, when Steve Carell's character yes, does right. drugs, mm-hmm. and so he's obviously smoked pot, he's done other drugs in the film now just to see what meth is like, that it's, you know, he's not doing drugs after that, so it's, it is kind of showing that it's like this is, you could still probably do these things and not, that doesn't always lead to being a drug addict. The sure. dad wasn't a drug addict, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, I mean, totally. But then did we ever get, because I, I agree with you, but did we ever then understand what what it was about Timothy's character that ventured further, like that caused him to do that? I think like, it's just, that's just natural for people. There are certain people that have much more addictive personalities than other people. And then I think that there's a lot of emotional stuff that he was dealing with and whether it was not wanting to feel anything mm-hmm. Or to be removed from the life. You've got your dad who is married to a new woman and has new kids. And you're kind of this outsider in your own home. Your mom is not anywhere around and has chosen to not raise you. Well, that's what you. I'm saying. It's more, it would be more interesting if you, we knew more of his story. Because it's like it kind of just jumped to him being this drug addict. And, and that's I'm like, the point I'm trying to make. But what else is yeah. he hiding? Like what was he going through that makes you want to 
numb the pain. And I'm like, sure that's in the, the book. Pain? I'm sure that's in that's the son's book at least, yeah. right? Yeah. And we never really saw that on they screen. Didn't get any of that. You're he making all was, these inferences, yeah. which I'm sure are true, but mm-hmm. like I don't feel like as a as a spectator, I saw yeah. that unfold. And you, so I saw more of Steve Carell as totally. unfolding as to more and more helpless and, and helpless. And to Lena's and point, I feel like we kind of just jumped in and maybe it was the flashbacks that were confusing or whatever, but I felt like we just jumped straight to like now he's a drug addict. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, totally. Okay. That's how like, I felt. Well, maybe he didn't need any other reason other than that they all felt amazing. Which I, mean, I think he, he did. He, did say, yeah. he said it felt Better the than best anything? he's ever felt. Yeah. Right. Do you need more reason? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know either. <laughs> I drink martini, so. <laughs> you know, this martini is delicious. It's very good. All right, so what. What stood out? Is there anything, anyone we should be watching? Um, for me personally, I think that Maura Tierney's performance was very understated. Um, I think I, I saw an interview with her during press for this role, and she actually brought up some really cool points about how, like, her job is really to be the step parent. Right. And what would a step parent do in this situation, right? Because she wasn't the mother. And so her job was really to support the Steve Carell character as the dad, right? And kind of be there for whatever decisions he was making. And when I reflected on that, I thought, like, well, she actually did a really good job of that. Like, you didn't really see much of her in the movie, but, like, I definitely felt that she was doing her job as a step-parent. Yeah, I totally agree, because normally I don't really think of her, and I'm like, okay, she's in the movie, whatever, but that when she chased him in the car, Mm -hmm. and she is also suffering. Yeah. Because of what he's doing to her husband, totally. to her the kids, to the family, and she does feel for him, but she's even helpless. But she's like, I, I got to do something, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that her chasing. <laughs> I thought that was really good. It was a really interesting thing in that scene because I feel like a lot of times it's easy to remove that person or not care about that person's feelings and justify it by saying, well, it's not about you; it's about. Nick, it's about David. It's their story. It's the father and son story, and you're not the mother. Mm-hmm. But she's still living in it, right. too. And so it was kind of a great moment to give her that scene to really address how she feels in the moment. Because I feel like it was very... People probably could have glossed over it yeah. and just set it aside and not get given it another thought. But the fact that like this particular... You know, addiction affects everybody that's involved in this situation, not just like the person that's addicted and the direct parent or whatever it is. It does trickle to a lot of family members. Mm -hmm. So it was really well done to like isolate her and her feelings in that situation. Yeah, totally. I think I've said situation like 20 times already. (laughs) Well, it was a situation. Yeah. I would also say Timothy in this instance, like, obviously he was great. But I'm ready to see him in something lighter. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily on his like forthcoming schedule. But I I, I don't want to always see him in this type of like super yeah. dramatic role. Like I need him to do like a comedy of some sort and yeah. not like Ladybird, like a superhero movie, just to see if he has range. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, at least in Call Me by Your Name, there was funny parts and he was dancing around and he was li- he was lighter in that. But yeah. this one is he went way deep in. Yeah, and I feel like everything he has coming out soon is like still in the same vein Stephen of like drama. super dramatic yeah. and yeah so and I'm sick of it you're sick of it <laughs> kind of sick of it 
You're yeah, a really I big think, Timothy I, Chalamet fan, I know. I, yeah, he's yeah, he's okay. Um, I think part of the just I think, be honest, you don't like I just, him. Let's, I, let's talk I, about I that. He just has a lot of hype. I feel like he has a lot of hype. I think he's, he's a strong so cool. actor. But you think it's undeserved hype? I don't think it's undeserved, but I think it that kind of attention takes away from. Like I feel like a big draw. You guys are like Timothy Chalamet for this movie was the draw, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this is a serious movie with an intense subject matter that mm-hmm. everyone should be watching because it affects millions of people around the world. That should be what draws. But one, but one, <laughs> one would argue though. Timothy. That, yeah. Yeah. So but I don't one know. would it's argue like... that like someone with that level of visibility giving a platform to this, like calling attention to this sort of issue. I mean, not that we need anything yes. to call attention to it. Like it's definitely you know right. we should be talking about it. But I, that could be a thing, especially kids, you know, his age that yeah. might see this film. And I don't know. I, I, I don't think movies about drugs stop people from doing drugs. Like I never not did drugs because I saw a movie and was like, oh, that's going to affect me that way. I, I don't know the impact of that. But at the end of this movie, I was like, I could use some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. I mean, I hope it just brings awareness, more awareness to the fact of like what is possible. And yeah. I don't know. It was, it was rough. I think it brings awareness to the fact that, like, if you know somebody going through that, it's mm-hmm. easier for you to empathize when you see it played out on screen like this. Like, I, I, I'm fortunate enough that I haven't had to, you know, I haven't had a direct impact. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't I don't know anyone that's been in this situation. Mm-hmm. But now if I did, I think I would be able to empathize with them differently had I not seen this film. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that's the one thing about the characters in this film, like everyone does such a good job of making you empathize with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of comes back to um, the stepmother scene where, and Natalie, you laid it out very beautifully about how oh, addiction does, because it was what I was going to say. And then you went before <laughs> me, but, um, Did you read his notes? I think like, you know, I think it does a very good job of showing how addiction does affect. I mean, cause in a sense, you know, you, he, Steve Carell lost his son, but, she lost her husband to it in a sense because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's his whole life he's been or not his whole life but you know that during the whole experience is, yeah, yeah he's consumed by it so, he pays less attention to her pays less attention to their kids to their family so i mean it just you know it's great that it did draw attention to that issue as well um i could have used a little bit more um between steve carell and his first wife what happened there yeah i was curious what happened there mm-hmm. I mean, it still didn't seem good. Nothing else to say there, but what happened? (laughs) So I actually have a note about that because I, so I've mentioned this already, but like when I see him, I think Michael Scott in the office and this woman that played his ex-wife in the film, who has also played his wife on the office, like added to that for me. I was like, what, why? Like of all the actresses that could have played opposite. It's a little hard because it's, this character is not Michael Scott at all. So it's kind of hard to see them together or see, I mean, they weren't together for a long time because they're on the phone. No, but just the fact that they were in it together playing that role of like husband and wife. I I just, I I mean, I know Timothy was a huge fan of The Office, so he loved the idea that they were playing his parents. (laughs) That's really cute. I'm sure that's why they said that. Yeah, that's so cute. Was that the trivia? That was not the trivia. (laughs) Even though we didn't do the trivia. Natalie, do you have any trivia for us in this movie? I do. One thing that I thought was interesting and I think just kind of continues with Timothy's commitment to the roles he is cast in is he lost 25 pounds to Which he did not have to lose. Which he really did not have to lose. No. Um, He went from 125 to 100. So, you know, I think that was a deep because they could have just you know used makeup and stuff he didn't really have to do that that's a lot to 
put on a young man's already thin frame. Yeah. Well, if he wants to get anywhere in this town, he's got to... Learn how to do that? Yeah. I mean, look at Christian Bale. Yeah. Up and down, up and down. My God. He's going to have a heart attack one day. Oh, I don't yeah. know how his body is going to be good for His so internal organs or... are cannot... No. Stand that. Especially I, after Vice. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he looks normal now. He looks I know. normal again. I know. I don't but know how he does Did you think he wore any kind of suit? No. He got no, that fat. No, like 45 pounds. What? I think way more way than 45 pounds. I'm convinced toward the end of that movie it was actually Dick Cheney that was performing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so real. It was so weird. But we digress. We digress. We digress. Yeah, we do digress. Yes. All right. Anything else you guys want to add to what we should be watching? What's it out for you? I mean, Timothy, for sure, I think is a huge actor that is going to be around for a really long time. Like, I think he's... They agree with you. Outside. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, he's just setting off alarms left and right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really just... He is he's a force. the coolest kid ever. But, you know, you know, much to my criticism, he is a force to be reckoned with right now in yeah. Hollywood. So it should be interesting to see how his career plays out. And yeah, I really do. It's kind of fun to be a part of you know, watching movies and seeing new actors kind of come up or I guess I've always grew up really admiring like the older actors and, you know, Harrison Ford and all of these people. Well, and I think Leo... <laughs> I you think, like Harrison Ford, oh, Natalie? Gosh. I love Harrison I had no idea. Do you know go. that I saw him at a Baja Fresh once? Have I told you this story? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Baja Fresh in Brentwood. He likes to eat there by yeah, himself. he lives in Brentwood because I saw him oh. at the dog park there. Interesting. Anyways. Anyways. Um, I think Leo was probably the only one close to my age but everybody kind of always was an older like I grew up watching them and then they've kind of just been the only ones that have been the big male stars like nobody really knew has come in and like kicked any of these guys out of here it's always been Brad Pitt it's always been you know Johnny Depp it's always been these same guys for a really long time Mm -hmm. so to see like a new kid come up that's younger and I'm like oh shit and that has like, like the star is... quality because I think yeah. for me like everybody right now feels like they're just famous for being famous and like you were on YouTube or something and now you're an actor and it's like he genuinely like started in films that he was really good in and mm-hmm. he has that star quality and you're seeing him like come up in the ranks and that to me like well and to, to actually point, have like the range and the totally. ability to play and a lot of legit these different talented. roles for sure so I think it's really fun to see Ra- range from range from... From young ranger, young boy to young boy, and confused. young <laughs> angsty, no, young angsty teen to angsty drug addicted teen. I mean, look at the range oh, that Timothy geez. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to see him. I need to see him in a Marvel movie to see what. See what what really range. That's what range. you're really capable of, I think, if you can do a Marvel movie. I want to see him in a comedy. <laughs> no, I want to see him in a comedy. comedy. He's supposed to be in a remake of Dune. I don't know if you guys yes, know what that I is. Yes, I talked about that. Which is like an old Kyle MacLachlan role. Yes. Um, and then he's playing King... He's playing a King something in a, a movie that's coming out. I think it's called The King this year. I don't know what King he's playing, but that could potentially... Sway, my opinion. Give you something yeah. to work with. And I agree with whoever said this earlier about wanting to see Steve Carell. I think it was you, Sean, that was mm-hmm. like wanting to buy into Steve Carell as like a dramatic actor because you do believe in it, but you're not totally there I yet. I want to. Like, I yeah, want, you want, yeah. I do want to. I watch The Office like 10 times every episode. Like, I just love that show. Yeah, it's a good show. He for sure is Michael Scott, but I do buy into the fact that he has abilities beyond Michael Scott, that he could do other things. Nothing has totally hit it yet. Well, I guess the way way back, I well, loved him and in I was because say, he was very even different. Even before that, 
crazy stupid love. Crazy he stupid won me love. in he that. Was, oh my god. And that's why I was like, man. I was on a path of this. But he still was pretty but, Steve Corelli. He's, good. In that. he's still not Corelli. He's he's just different. Yeah. Whereas and the way, way, way back, back, he was he like was a dick. He was a dick. And, and I liked no him in that. part of him that, well, were, and I would that say, was fun. That was, it was great to and, see him in that. And I would say, that's why I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's do this. But then you start getting to be this thing that you're doing. And it's like, what are you, where's the acting? Well, how did you guys feel about him in movies Vice. like The Big Short or Vice? So Vice yeah, is the one I, I was liked him say. in both yeah. of them. Yeah. I enjoyed but his I performance thought, in Vice. I didn't think he was anything like um, Michael Scott and any of those. It's films. not that he is. Vice it's not that he is being Michael Scott. No. I think I'm just. He's so embedded he is, in my brain yeah. as Michael Scott that that it's my problem, not necessarily. Right. Well, his. I don't even watch The Office, so you... I have no idea who Michael Scott is, guys. You guys keep saying that, and I'm like, I don't know. So <laughs> why don't you like him though? Like, what's your reason for not liking him? Because he gets to be too Corelli. Like I liked him. We just like, no. <laughs> oh, even oh, in Vice. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. He's just. It, it, I don't know. Maybe it's his voice. I just can't I get think over he it. Has and he gets high pitched. He gets a little high pitched. Yeah. Like even in the beautiful, in Beautiful Boy, he gets he starts talking. And I'm like, <laughs> I just can't. It's like constipation like, coming back. <laughs> so we you ate a mouse. I feel like we talked about this in A Star Is Born, where Lady Gaga, when she's singing. It's hard for her not to be Lady Gaga while she's singing. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain quality and there, tone in his she voice. She takes a turn. Yeah, that I can't ever, I can't remove the Lady Gaga memory in my brain mm-hmm. to be in this character. So, and I think because I know, I personally feel like I know Steve Carell and Michael Scott so well. Yeah. It's so hard for me when he sounds like Steve Carell or Michael Scott or any of that, st- which... Like if there's even see, a hint of it. Yeah, yeah but I was hint, okay just, with just the be, hint yeah. in Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Way, way back, there was no hint. Yeah. And I liked that. And so I was expecting those to keep ha- that yeah. to keep happening. But then it's but like, like... Vice and Donald Rumsfeld, he's like really... He's He like laughs it. a lot. But you know what I'm saying. He kind of laughs a little bit like my... Oh, I'm just right. like, oh, shit. I'm not making... Like, like, I'm seeing those things. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, Did you guys see... Did you guys see Cafe Society? No. No. Neither did I. I was just wondering. I was hoping somebody did. I'm like over there on IMDb. You're like, what else was there? What else could we potentially throw on? No. No. (laughs) What was the other? And they were like, oh, did you see it? No. Wait, what was, so it was uh, Vice? Oh, the big short. The big short. Still, yeah, because there's parts of that character that were very, like, exaggerated that that feels like Steve Carell. Like, so it's hard to separate in my mind. I can't remember him though. But that, he just but. has that, like in that scene, like I was saying, he just has that, he has this like, his despair face and that sound that comes out of his, it just, I mean, but that's who he is. So maybe. That's who he is. We can't change who we are. Well, he's right. doing a un- untitled morning show drama now. Oh, I oh. could see him as oh. a Carell. talk show host. Yeah, talk which only, sense for which him. is only more. Yeah, Michael Scott. Okay. <laughs> And scene. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's give our martini scores. Natalie, why don't you tell us what the martini scale is? Okay, so the martini scale, let's just, it's a reverse star system. So, you know, greatest movies out there are five stars. But to us, it's only one martini because we love this movie. We can watch it sober. So it's very easy to get through. Two martinis, it's not bad. A second martini would make this movie even better. Three martinis, it's enjoyable, but the booze is required. Four martinis, I've lost count of the drinks I've had. What movie am I even watching? Five martinis, these martinis better be bottomless because I'm going to need to constantly be drunk 
to watch this movie again. Bottomless martinis. There's yeah. a concept yeah. for a restaurant. <laughs> that is a great if you're idea. Los We'd have to take everybody's keys. <laughs> 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 or it's like an Uber only oh, place. Yeah. So having said that, Natalie, what was your martini score for this film? I would say okay, part I will say this is rough. It was a really hard movie to get through because it's emotionally exhausting. Yeah. But I still really liked it. I have dealt with addiction issues with people that I've known and so t- and I haven't been this close to it so to be able to get a closer view of it from this movie I think was really important because again like I said watching intervention watching certain things and conversations I've had with people it's really easy to give an idea of what you think is how people should handle this situation so this was a really educational movie for me to watch to realize Okay, it's I don't always have the answers, and I need to be aware that like it, this is just a really fucking hard thing yeah. to deal with, and there's really kind of almost no right answer to a lot of these situations. So, I would do two martinis. It was a really <laughs> good movie. I don't know. It's I don't want to watch it again, but it was a good <laughs> movie. So, I, it, like, if somebody made me watch it again, I would definitely require two martinis to sit through it. Interesting, Lena. Um, it's this is hard for me too because especially just hearing you say that, I wanted to say at first a four point five because it's a very hard movie to watch, but I feel like it's more hard because of the content, not because I needed martinis to get through it. Just hard watching it, but I, I definitely don't need to see this movie again, or I, I don't really <laughs> want to see the movie again. So I guess I'm going to go with a 3.5 now because I definitely do, if I had to watch it again, I would need martinis. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Sean? Um, I, honestly, there, there's not enough martinis to get me to watch this movie again. I would actually need some heroin to watch this movie. Oh, <laughs> um, so that's, that's, that's my score. Really? As much as I love... You would do five martinis. Timothy. This is a five martini this movie. This is a five martini movie. As much as Shit. I love Timothy... I just don't ever need to see this again. Like, there's nothing. There wasn't something where I was like, "Oh, I'd like to go back and revisit." No, no, no. I, I do you saw not think it. that this is an important film for people to see or a subject matter that we should be talking about, or I think it's a, a part it's of it that we should be shining a light. Definitely, on? that's where I feel like it's a good. I'm glad it was made. It's definitely all of those things. Yeah. I, I will. I won't discredit that. From me personally, mm-hmm. I don't ever need to see this movie again. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw it once. I think this movie has been made before to some extent like i think movies about drug addiction tend to have a cons- like a consistent through line in them that i think you could watch one and get the same thing out of that that you would this movie like the basketball diaries is a perfect example that movie's what 20 some years old but like i think you probably walk away feeling very similarly maybe not like the father like the, the family father, struggle son dynamic but felt there have definitely new. been family dynamic struggles in a drug addiction or an alcoholism like the Meg Ryan movie what was the when, when a man loves a woman back in the 90s like Anyway, I'm just saying that, like, this theme has been done before. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, they didn't reinvent the wheel. It was done well. I just don't need to watch it again. Okay. Jahan? I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction. I think this is a zero martini movie because if an anybody option. has oh, addiction issues, they shouldn't even be oh. near alcohol. <laughs> if you need help, you they should have reach a out. Um, I actually, um, yeah, I mean, Again, I mean, I'm going to give it a one martini because I just don't think this is a movie you should be on alcohol (laughs) at all to watch. And it was not something that, um, I mean, 
for me, it's something I would not watch drinking. Um, <laughs> really? I mean, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I felt the urge to become completely sober afterwards. And yeah, seriously. I threw all that I think if I, was, I think if I was drunk for this movie, I'd feel really guilty about myself. Um, but in all seriousness, I think seriousness, I think it's, it's somewhere between a one and a two martini because I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was very powerful. Um, I thought the acting was strong. I mean, I thought the directing was, was okay. The editing was okay, but, um, I think it was a little bit snubbed on the awards front, um, in terms of the picture itself. I mean, the actors obviously are getting some credit where it's deserved. I think overall, I think it was a pretty, pretty good movie. Um, would I watch it again? Obviously not. It's very... (laughs) heavy as we've all agreed but yeah. you know i think it was i think it was a good movie i actually think this film flew under the radar for a lot of people like i think there's a lot of people that did not know it existed um i was actually talking to someone the other day that said they were a timothy chalamet fan and i was like oh did you see beautiful boy and they're like what's that so like i don't think it's gotten enough exposure yeah. did someone just walk up to you on the street and was like i'm a timothy yep. chalamet <laughs> totally <laughs> he was they wearing a shirt i just <laughs> was wearing my timothy chalamet <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, so I've seen this a little bit where it's like, there's movies that are released, I think, completely intended to go down this award season path of like being nominated for things and a limited release, then it's eventually released wide, whatever it is. And I think sometimes when movies start the ball a little too early. Which this came out like August or September. It came out in October. Oh, did it? So to me, that's a little too early in the Oscar game. People aren't really ready. It's almost like you're admitting defeat. Mm -hmm. Almost. Where it's like, why aren't you being released on Christmas Day with the others? And then expanding in January. That's kind of more... This would I be a great like... Christmas film. Take your film. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want your kids to do drugs, take them to see Beautiful yeah. Boy on Christmas. If, you're, if your kids come home this Christmas, take them to see Beautiful Boy. Check their backpacks. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, we didn't even talk about when he made him take the pee test. I was mortified. Do you I think, remember that? I think the podcast was fine without that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad for him. I was like, just trust him. It you was can't. devastating. Why, though? He had every reason not to I trust him. No, because then you're going to send him back. See, again, it's all of these things that you think are like the right way to do things, and it's just going to, all of it's going to blow up in your face because drugs are bad, kids. And this is why none of us are ever Don't do the Just do the legal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> And a few of the illegal ones. And that depends on which state you live in, because some of them are not legal. In <laughs> oh, true. States, so don't do drugs at all, kids. Sorry. We should just not put any of this. Sorry for those the... states. <laughs> kids also don't listen to this podcast. Let's hope not. Does okay. anybody listen to this podcast? Um, Natalie, <laughs> that will be edited out. Mark my words. Why? <laughs> be positive. Ooh. No, sorry. Well... I thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, again. thanks for joining us again. We're really so happy it. you came back. Thank you. It was fun. I, I felt well, like you never left. <laughs> it so feels like you're just here. It's so weird. <laughs> we know you're so fun. <laughs> As always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com, where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.